Live at the Carson City Saloon, hour number three of the Crowley Show, but the only hour of the Bud Light Happy Hour, joined by Randy Slack from the DV Morning Show and the, not the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio, yeah. yeah I don't want to give you that high a praise just yet. Believe me. I can't give that to you just I yet. don't deserve it. You do not. I mean, you're not Jerry Dulac. You're not <laughs> no. Mike Pursuta. No. God, if only we could all be Jerry Dulac. Yeah. I can't write, let alone read. No, I can't write you know? either. That's one of the things that always gets me at iHeart when they say, Hey, Adam, you want to write a column about this? No, I don't. Yeah. I want people to think I'm smart, so listen to my radio show, because if you see me write things out, you're going to say, what a dumbass. Sure. I get it. Uh, what's with the uh, the home improvement thing on this show? You are Randy the Toolman Slack. I am? Okay. <laughs> we've, we've dubbed you the Toolman. Okay. I didn't know. That's just something you're going to have to deal with. What the deal with that was. That's the deal. I mean, I'd rather be, you know, uh, if I had to be anybody from that show, and forgive me, I wasn't, you know... Not super well-versed in tool time, or a.k.a. home improvement, but if I had to be anybody from the show, I'd rather be Tim Allen than, you know, his jabron co-host or, I think you know, the, uh, the, JTT. I think the neighbor was banging his wife. You think so? The, I think that's why he never, that showed, why his he never showed his face. Yeah. Exactly. Because he was afraid he was going to get on. beat down by a hold hammer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think she ever saw his face? Not the positions they were doing. Uh-huh. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet us at underscore Adam Crowley at Slackamania on the Twitter.com. Bro, huge game. And it's the biggest regular season game in the history of regular season football games. For Pittsburgh, maybe. I mean, it, this there's a lot on the line. I think going there's a lot into on the, the line year, for New England. Going into the year, I think everybody thought there's two teams in the AFC. One track, as Mike Tomlin would say. Yeah, two trains. And you know, like all year, we thought, okay, this could be a big game. And then it worked out to be pretty much the way we thought. I don't think we thought New England would have three losses. You know, I thought this could be, uh, you know, 11-2, and two, you know, 12-2, and 13-1 kind of situation where it's just obviously these two teams are the clear favorites. They are, and I think New England is somewhat vulnerable. Tim and I talked about this yesterday. Tim Benz on the show. And Tim said, look, if the Steelers are going to beat the Patriots, it's not because the Patriots have taken a step back. It's because the Steelers are ready to beat them. He said, you can't count on New England being worse. Because they didn't play well against Miami, but right. they're, they're going to they're break best on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. So it's about the Steelers being better. Man, it gets interesting, though. If the Steelers lose, they still have a game advantage on Jacksonville for that number two seed. Yeah. If New England loses, though... All of a sudden, they're tied with Jacksonville. And if Jacksonville wins out, New England gets bumped down to that three seed. Right. That's so big, man. There's this talk about this being one of two. If the Patriots win, I do think it's one of two. If the Steelers win, I'm still leaning towards that. But they might have to play Baltimore, then Jacksonville, Jacksonville on the road, and then go to Pittsburgh. This is so big to knock New England off their pedestal. And let's be perfectly honest here. I know that we're all, rightfully so, the Steelers are the best team in the AFC record-wise. And they should be, as of if the play, the season is right now, they'd be the number one seed. And everybody's like, this is setting up the AFC championship game. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching the other games, but I don't know if I'd want to play the Chargers. Stop it. Enough. I don't know if I'd want to play the Jags. Enough. You're playing those teams in round two. You can't just go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll beat a team with a killer defense that beat the crap out of our quarterback, or we'll beat this other team that just has a monster defensive line and who's been playing really, really well with the uh, with the Chargers. Those are two very dangerous teams. No, I think that if New England goes to Jacksonville or if Pittsburgh had to go to Jacksonville, yeah, it's dangerous. 
Everyone knocks the Steelers because, oh, their secondary is so bad, or they don't do this well, they don't do that well. New England's now getting knocked. Their defense isn't this good. This is not that good. Look at what they have without Gronk. They can't move the ball offensively. Jacksonville's got six losses. If we're going to point out all the flaws of the Steelers they and the Patriots. They don't have six losses? Yeah, they do. Oh, not Jacksonville, pardon me. Sorry, the Chargers have six losses. Yeah. If we're going to point out all the flaws that Pittsburgh and New England have, yo, they got a lot more flaws four, than seven and six. Four of those were at the very beginning of the year. So what? So Jackson- now they're seven and two. Jacksonville's win against the Steelers at the beginning of the year, but you just use that as. Crazy. I'm just saying they're. Don't just say anything. Blake Bortles is playing better than he was early in the year. So he's ben throwing the ball better. around. Yeah, Ben's playing. Ben's, Ben's playing well. Real question: Do you think? Do you think Blake Bortles goes into New England or goes into Pittsburgh and wins one of those games in the playoffs? I think anything's possible because that defense is so good. Because I don't know. I don't think Blake Bortles is in the same, you know, stratosphere as Ben. Or is Tom Brady, or you know Drew Brees, or if Carson Wentz was healthy, I don't think he's on that level. If, if but they, that defense yeah. and that pass rush and that secondary kind of negates some of that, and then it's like, okay, well, he only needs to score twenty. He can get twenty. He can get twenty against the Steelers defense. If you play Pittsburgh at home, you need to score more than twenty. Okay. In the playoffs. Now, first time, of course, that wasn't the case. Steelers didn't play well early in the no, season. No, they didn't. And I, I do think that you have to look at what they've done lately. And to that point, then, the Chargers are a legitimate threat. They're both good football teams, yeah. I think. The, the thing that does irritate me is, oh, the Steelers have this flaw. New England's got this flaw. And then, but watch out for the Chargers. Well, they've got six losses. So, obviously, right. they've got their flaws, too. Now, they lost some close games. Pittsburgh's won some close games. New England's played in some close games yeah. they pulled out, too. And I think the good teams do find a way to they, do that. I think that there's a much better shot of the rematch, though, if the Steelers lose this game. Because New England's never won three straight games to go to the Super Bowl. They've always had right. the bye. We've never seen it before. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Mm-hmm. But Brady's 40. TB12 ain't this infallible sort of prescription that you can use to always feel healthy. Right. So I think that they'd have to play out the string. They'd then have to play the three games, two before Pittsburgh. I think that's when you could see Jacksonville could pluck New England, especially if it's a game in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, is when I talk about teams like the Chargers, when I talk about teams like the Jags, the thing that they have that can be scary in a one-game playoff, as these are, is that pass rush. And, and if it's happened. one game where their their line just beats the crap out of your line and there's nothing you can do, sorry, you're going to lose. You know, if, if there's pressure, and and to that point, that's what I like about the Steelers because if Cam and if Tuit and if Hargrave and if those guys can get interior pressure, especially on a guy like Brady, that can just be a nightmare for New England. Can they, though? That's the big question that's, for me. Because the they haven't been as consistent lately. They ha- figured they should have got pressure on Andy Dalton, and they you, really didn't You, you the thought end. they would have had pressure on him. You thought they would pr- have pressure on Flacco. Um, a lot of the games, they they did they did it against Green Bay. They're not getting a lot of pressure, but it's, it's amazing how they get pressure when they need to. Critical. The end of the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals get the ball back. They have that drive. Bam. Sack Dalton twice. Sack fumble on Joe Flacco to end the game. Like, they don't get much pressure, but it seems like they, they can come to through when it counts. I don't know if that's what? not a real stat. You can't really quantify that stuff. You know what? But Bill but Belichick said the same thing. It happens. Yeah. Bill Belichick said Pittsburgh 
has made the critical plays when they need to. New England's 0 for 11 on third downs last week. Seals were 12 for 17. Yeah. There's something to be said Which, about that. Which, by the that. way, having that many third downs is just ridiculous. And they You're were really all holding short. the ball. Yeah. They, I mean, the Steelers converted a third and 15. They converted a third and 13 in that game. Uh, one at the end of the game to Jesse James. Yeah. One uh, at the end of the half to Eli Rogers. They are right now as good offensively as you can be. Not just for them, but in the league. I mean, they, they put up 39 last week against a really good Baltimore defense. Absolutely. They put up 31 at home again to Green Bay, and they put up 40 to Tennessee. Now, those defenses aren't great. But neither is New England. No. And that's why I think that the Steelers, if they if they put up 40, I give them a 60 or so chance of winning. If they don't, I think Brady's going to carve their well, ass up. Well, here's the thing. I think they could win this game without scoring 40 because what I think they can do to win the game is just run Bell the whole time. The front seven for New England is def- of that defense, which honestly has been playing better. And they're missing a defensive tackle but now. But their, their defensive line, their linebacker core is not good. And if I'm the Steelers, I want to control the clock. I want to run Bell. You don't have to run to control the clock, though. True. But I would. I think you can run the ball. You can run it. You can probably do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, we had Williamson on earlier, and he said both offenses should be able to do what they want in this game. It's going to come down to a couple of critical third downs. It's going yep. to come down to the turnover margin. And, I mean, we all say this before every football game, but I think he's right. I think the Steelers, if they're content to run the ball, they'll run it. If not, then they'll throw it. Steelers have put up more points since Ben's been slanging it. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean necessarily that Le'Veon Bell is excluded because he had 40 catches through the first nine games. Mm-hmm. He said 35 the last four, and they've put up a bunch of points the last four. So yeah. he'll still be involved even if he's not running. He's still touching the ball a lot. And honestly, right. like that, the first time they played Baltimore, I think the score was like 23-9. to nine. They they only scored 23. Dominated. They dominated that game, and they were doing whatever they wanted in the second half. Every every carry Bell had was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine yards, and they're just running at will. They're doing whatever they wanted to that team. And because Ben was a little shaky early in the year, they were just like, okay, we'll just run it. And then the game's over because there was nothing Baltimore could do. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's go to Tim next up on Bud Light Happy Hour. It's the Crowley Show. What's up, Tim? Uh, Yo, Ad Rock, what's happening, man? Never been called that before, but I dig it. What's on your mind? I call you that every time I call you. Come on. Hey, (laughs) real quick, here's the gig. You guys nailed it. If the Steelers beat New England on Sunday, or shall I say when they beat them, uh, and they force them into that three seed, they've got to play three tough physical teams to make it to the Super Bowl. And they don't play tough physical teams, especially in their division. They're in the, they're in the most tassiest division in football. As a matter of fact, thinking out of the box, I sit around at night and I think about these crazy things. They should they should kick Buffalo over to the AFC uh, North, put us in the East, so that they and put Baltimore in the East, kick Miami out and have them. You know, even though Miami beats them a lot, you know, down there, but. Make them play us in Baltimore every year four times. You know, I'm glad you bring this up, Tim, because I've thought a lot about real, a realignment for the uh, for the AFC. And what I think they should honestly do, I think they should move Indianapolis to the north so that all your teams are within about four hours of each other, Indy, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and uh, Pittsburgh. You're all connected between I-70 there. You take Baltimore, you put them in the east, and then you take Miami and you put them in the south. I think that's a pretty good uh, 
I think it's a pretty good geographical uh, realignment there. As long as the Steelers don't wind up with the Patriots. <laughs> oh, I no, mean, I'd like to come play on. twice a year. I know you if want you to play them twice often, a year. You have more but... chances of beating them. You know what I mean? Or and more I'm, chances I'm, of, the, of the status quo taking place. I appreciate <laughs> the call, Mitt. Thank you so much. I know he said his name was Tim. I was trying something there. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. If you want to chime in, tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley at Slackamania on the dot com. I got a couple of questions for Slack when we get back, but okay. I ask this one of you: Who's this game bigger for? Because in the standings, I think it's New England, but I think there are other reasons, of course, why it's bigger for Pittsburgh. That's next. It's the Bud Light Happy Hour on ESPN Pittsburgh. More of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Steelers always lose to the Patriots when there's something on the line. 2001, they have some championship game. 2004, Steelers beat them in the regular season. Everyone's all excited. Finally, the Steelers have a franchise quarterback who can take out Tom Brady and the evil empire. Nope. Lose by two touchdowns. Last year, Le'Veon Bell's running the ball real well. Dies in the beginning of the game. Steelers get totally blown out. It wasn't even as close as the final score indicated. They never really had a shot. And the Steelers are 0-3 against New England in the last 16 years in the playoffs. And it sucks. And that's why, to me, Slack, this is a bigger game for Pittsburgh to get that monkey off their back, get that number one seed. You don't have to go to New England. You have another opportunity then maybe to lose an AFC Championship game at home, but I'd rather do that than lose an AFC Championship game on the road. I think you got a better shot here. But it might mean more for New England from this standpoint. If they lose, they might not even get a bye. What say you? Yeah, it, the game definitely means a lot to the Patriots because, like you alluded to, they could not get the bye. If they win, they're in the running for home field. If they lose, they might not, A, not even get the second seed, they might be a third seed and have to play the three games. So it's a big game. It's a it's a huge game for them. They need that week off. They're you know they're well, they got a forty year old quarterback. Uh, my my problem is if you're the Steelers and you have this you know the elephant in the room, the monkey on your back, whatever you want to use, can you beat this team twice? Because yeah, it'd be great if you beat them here, and then you can get home field. But then you have to beat them again potentially. I don't think that this game has any bearing on that game on whether or not you can beat them. I, I don't think losing to them this time means you're less likely to beat them next time. I don't think winning this time means you're less likely to beat them next time. What I will say is if you were to, say, pull out all the stops in this game and if you've got some X's and O's things that you're going to switch up, some game plan stuff that they've never seen you do before, well, if they see it this time, they're going to be ready for it next time. In, yep. that, in that aspect, I agree with you. The thing that I think is so important, because I was with you before. Before I thought, I wish they didn't play this game. And, in fact, I wouldn't care if the Steelers lost. Now, if you win, you've got the margin for error, first of all. So you can do some funky stuff in this game. Mm -hmm. And if you win, you might not have to play them again. That's true. And that's why that loss to the Dolphins was so important. Everyone has said, oh, it doesn't matter, because if they beat the Steelers, then they're going to be in the number one seed in the AFC Championship game and all that junk. And, okay, that very well would have been true. They lost. It's the same thing why people said, oh, the Steelers, who cares if they beat the Ravens? <laughs> right. Uh, I yep. do, because I think they're going to lose to New England, and then you want to have the two seed, not fall to the three seed. Um, so I thought differently before. I think now you give them your best shot, 
And if you have to play him again, you have to play him again, but at least you'll play him at home. There's a 0% chance. Zero. Mark my words. 0% chance of them going to New England and beating them in Foxborough. It ain't happening. Why? They've never done it, and they're not going to do it. Okay. I mean, I, okay, so that's that's not necessarily – that's that's me. That, sure. That's not – there's no merit behind that. But Ben Roethlisberger's not the same guy on the road. Right. The defense is going to get carved up. And if okay. the offense can't keep up with them, then they're effed. You know, I, I Zero. See, look, I see, Mark what, I see what you're saying. But last time they played them up there in the AFC Championship game last year. Blown they out. They didn't have Cam Hayward. No. They didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster. No. They didn't have Martavis Bryant. No. They didn't have Le'Veon Bell for three quarters. No. It's a lot of guys missing. A now, lot of really good guys missing. Now they might not have Juju, and they might not have, well, they definitely won't have Shazier. Yeah, we know, def- obviously, we know they're not going to have Ryan Chase here. But anything else is on the table. It, there's just a lot of ways this, they can go, and I don't see why they can't beat them there. It's going to Look, it's going to be extremely tough because, like, Tom Brady's 21-3 at home, and obviously you would rather play them here at Heinz Field. But I feel like there's, two, there's one of two ways this game's going to go because there's two ways that the New England Patriots can play against the Steelers and win on offense. They're either going to go uh, – uh, Matt Williamson brought this up uh, on, on Inside Steelers Nation on our afternoon show. They're either going to line up too tight end, and then when the Steelers bring in all their inside linebackers – Spread them out. Spread them out and just beat them to death underneath. Or what they're going to do, and they might do this this time, just because the way the Steelers, without Joe Hayden being, with him being banged up, whether he plays or not, you know, who knows. They went out – and they got, uh, they got the, uh, Rex Burkhead. No, 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 not him. Who was the guy from Cleveland? Kenny, was it Kenny Stills? Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt. I get, I get my Kennys mixed up. It's okay. So Similar players. They went out and they got Kenny Britt. They got Brandon Cooks in the offseason. They traded Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett. They want to go vertical. They definitely want to go vertical because they're getting all these speed receivers. Is this the game where they go, we're going to try to go over the top of you? We're going to try to get already on a double move. We're going to try to see if there's a little miscommunication and somebody messes up on the back end, which, oh, by the way, has happened a lot since Joe Hayden's out. And is that the way you attack the Steelers if you're the Patriots this time, is to try to go vertical? Yeah, you're going to maybe let, you know, Brady might take a few more shots, potentially, if the pass rush is there, which, honestly, the pass rush hasn't been great, as we talked about Not earlier. Not lately, no. And it's like, if I'm the Patriots, I think you go vertical this time, you make them think about that, and then the next time, that's when you come in with Gronk. That's when you come in with your 14 running backs and your little Julian Edelman-type guys, Danny Amendola-type guys, Chris Hogan's running across the middle and doing that kind of stuff. What's, I think that's how you do it. What sucks is they're going to do both at the same time in all likelihood. They're going to have Cooks on the outside. You've got Gronk lined up at the tight end position. You put one of those other fast guys on the outside. You just know Kenny Britt's catching a freaking touchdown. Yeah. He's at least not a lacrosse player, though. So you, that's, that, true. that's better than He's last He's actually year. a football player. Yeah, right. Nice. So I feel like they'll have those guys at times as their wide receivers. You'll have Gronk in the middle. You'll have Burkhead and Deion Lewis in. And then you'll have any number one of their scat receivers You'll pack it in tight. You'll spread them out. You can use the vertical guys vertical. You kill them with the intermediate stuff. What I do for Pittsburgh is if they pack it in tight and they come at you and they try to pound the ball, because you can run on the Steelers without Ryan Chazio. There's no question about it. Right. If they do that, I might be inclined if I'm Pittsburgh to play small anyhow. On the back end, 
you take a linebacker off, you play some dime, and you say, okay, run it down our throats. And you kind of go by death by a thousand cuts instead of big chunks right. down the field. And you, you see if you can hold them to some field goals that way. Uh, yeah, with without without Shazier, the that second level is extremely slow. Oh my God! They're and Matikavich so is apparently coming back, but that doesn't change the speed factor. Right. At least he'll know what to do. Uh, unlike <laughs> Arthur Motes, uh, right. that was an issue last week where they didn't really know what to do. Sean Spence said he watched the tape and was like, "Yikes!" At least he'll have him, but the speed thing's a huge issue. Hey, here's here's another here's a silver lining to that to the Steelers' defense being absolutely horrendous last week and probably not any better this week. You know, you see teams like like the Bengals early in the year couldn't run the ball to save their life, and their offensive line couldn't protect Dalton. The second time the Steelers played them, they were just coming off of a 100-yard game against the Browns, which the Browns have a pretty good run defense. They do, six in the league. And they were able to run on them, and they were able to protect Dalton a little bit better. And it come, it, to me, it's... Even if a unit's bad, if they play together long enough, they can kind of gel and they can get better as a as a unit. Maybe the guys individually still stink, but they get better as a unit. And hopefully, after playing Baltimore and New England and then Houston and then Cleveland, that gives those guys four games to maybe work out some of the bugs oh. and figure out what the hell they're doing out there. Be less bad. Yeah. Because that's all they need to be if Ben Roethlisberger and the offense are playing great, just yeah, less bad. They, if they can get a if they can get a three and out, once, twice against the Patriots, that, that that's it's that's so huge. huge for the time of possession factor. If they can force a couple of three and outs, even if you only force two, just to just to get them off the field, get their defense back out there. To your point about how bad units can gel, I totally agree with that. The other thing, though, Cincinnati not necessarily a great running team, but they ran on them. Uh, Baltimore sort of morphed into a pretty good running team. They ran on them, too. So yeah. I, I, think, I think New England can do whatever they want. If they want to run the ball, they can run the ball. If they want to go vertical, they can go vertical. If they want to do their stupid rub-rub BS, and they can do that, <laughs> they're going to score points. I think, I think you, set, you, you say, okay, they're going to score 35, and you kind of morph your game plan there after that uh, for the Steelers' offense. If I'm New England, you always hear, to, um, you know, Bill Belichick's going to take something away. And I think that's a little overblown. Every coach tries to do that. And the last couple of times they've played A.B., his numbers have actually been really good. You haven't seen Le'Veon Bell against these guys. I don't know who they try to take away. I'd imagine they're probably, and I've gone back and forth on this this week, I imagine they're going to try to take the runaway first, and then you're going to have to double A.B., and you see what happens. The secondary players, the tight ends, the Juju's, Marte is so huge in this one. Yeah, and I feel like if if you're the Steelers, you want New England to try to take away Bell. Because, A, I don't think they really can. That's a good point. And, B, they're going to have to double Antonio Brown. And then you're really getting Martavis Bryant, who looked a li- honestly looked a little shaky in that Baltimore game. But Juju Smith-Schuster. He's, re- he's not returning kicks anymore, so there's there's that. I liked him returning kicks. I know he had, he had an iffy When he game. caught him, he was good. Yeah, yeah, he 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 looks weird because he's That's, so big. That should be the title of his book, right? When he catches it, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> when he catches it, he's good. Yeah, Tom the story that. of the story of Martavis Bryant. It is. No, I I feel like if you try to take away Le'Veon Bell, I don't think you can. And even if you take away him in the running game, he still could get. He still could catch 10, 15 passes. And that's the biggest key to me. New England's not good at covering the running backs out of the backfield. We saw last week Cameron Drake. They flanked him out wide. 
He's playing at the boundary at the wide receiver position. They put a linebacker out there with him, and he ate his bleeping lunch. Yep. And we saw the first touchdown of the game for Pittsburgh against Baltimore. They put Le'Veon Bell up by the boundary. He ate the corner's freaking lunch. So I'm doing a lot of that. Steelers' offense has been better the last four weeks with Le'Veon Bell catching the football. And I think that possession's huge in this game, but you don't need to necessarily do it by running the ball. If you can, that's fine. If not, you can use him in the passing game. Yeah. Bell needs at least 25 touches. Yeah. Carries, catches, doesn't really matter. He needs 25 touches. And Ben's got to play the way Ben's played. Yes. If they throw it 66 times, I'm fine with it. But if he's completing 44 of them. Right. And I I feel like (laughs) so the New England secondary is really good. Yeah. But they have maybe the worst pass rush in the league. They don't get after the quarterback at all. And Merrill Hodge brought this up to me yesterday. He said, Ben Roethlisberger is not the kind of guy who, if he's got too much time, he's going to freak out. Sometimes you drop eight guys in the coverage, seven guys in the coverage, and the quarterback sits there and pats the ball, and they, okay, I got to get rid of it. Ben yeah. ain't going to do that. So I think he has the opportunity to, to take advantage of whatever New England does. Man, I'm telling you, I have not recently had less of a feel of a football game because I feel like both offenses are going to demolish the defenses. Yeah, I really could see this game being, you know, 44-40. I could see it being... 40 to 20 where just one team gets behind and just can't get things going and somebody's going to score a lot of points and maybe two teams maybe both teams score a lot of points but somebody's going to drop a hefty number bro if one team is getting blown out it's the Steelers right they're not going to blow New England out are they ah I'd be good. shocked and I, and I hate that because it's sports and you play the game and all that junk but I would be shocked if Pittsburgh blew out New England. I mean, the way what do you think of the spread? The way they would blow the way they would blow New England out would be they got ahead early and just ran the ball. And Brady, you see shots of Brady on the sideline, and then they get a key three and out in the third quarter. And the, the entire third quarter, the time of possession is twelve minutes for Pittsburgh, right? Four minutes to England. That's and bad that's math how, by you, but yeah, that's how they blow them out. Yeah. Sixteen minute quarters. That's how I play football. Yeah, well, I'm mad. Yeah, back in the back in the day. Well, I, I don't in Ohio. Know, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the spread is. I, Two I and a half. I don't do that kind of stuff. Two and a half New England. Two and a half New England. They're they're the favorite. Yeah. Hmm. I probably would have made it one point favorite Steelers or or pardon me one point favorite New England or a toss up. Like yeah. I, I feel like New England at home should be favored by four ish. They don't lose twice in a row. They don't lose at all, man. They rarely lose. Like they I hate, don't lose. I twice. hate that take. I hate that take. What? I'm sorry. That they don't lose yeah. twice? Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't lose ever, though. No, yeah. They do. They've lost three times this year. So they they win about 80% of the games since 2003. Yeah. They win 90% of the games whenever they lose twice. So, I mean, there is some statistical backing to that. But everyone's like, oh, it's terrible that they lost to Miami. Eh. They're probably going to beat the Steelers either you, way. You can't, you can't write it off of being like, oh, well, yeah, they – like they're oh they played three road games in a row they're yeah. gonna have to lose one of them they won the first two like if they beat Miami you couldn't just think that way no. but at the same time there's no way that, that they're going to lose to or beat Pittsburgh well, lose oh sorry there's no way they're gonna lose to Pittsburgh now that they just lost to Miami no chance I don't know if the Steelers play as well as they can they will lose you know it's like I think Pittsburgh's a better team Mar- yeah I th- oh absolutely I think that they're definitely the more talented team doesn't that suck but aren't they always Weren't they in 2004? Weren't they in 2001? For sh- they were double-digit favorites in 2001. 
God, I hate these yeah, bastards. They had a they had a they were pretty big favorites against Tebow too. A little bit different though. <laughs> ben was basically a tree. Ben couldn't move. Ben was hurt the last three weeks of the season. He couldn't even walk. And Tebow's Jesus, so he can walk on water. So it's true. There you can't throw a pass very well though. Other than that one time. Ike Taylor. Hashtag never forget. Uh, can we talk about him? Sure. Let's go to break. I do want to talk a little bit about Ike Taylor. <laughs> do you? I actually don't. I love Ike. I did. Uh, what did he do? Ain't no telling. Uh-huh. Ain't no telling. Why does Spygate and Deflategate not stick to the Patriots the way it should? We'll talk about what that What do you next. mean? It doesn't stick to them the way it should. Bonds ain't in the Hall of Fame. You know who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Tom freaking Brady. And they cheated twice. We discuss next. Crowley Show. Of all time. Yeah, he still has he still has more Super Bowl victories as a quarterback than anybody else. Not Bradshaw. He has five. Yeah, but Bradshaw gets an extra one for being so dumb while he played. That's true. Well, that Eli should have like six. Ah, oh, shoot. By the way, Eli Manning and John Elway had the same stats. People <laughs> love John Elway like he's the greatest of all time. I'm pretty sure John he's Elway. Nothing. I'm pretty sure John Elway. He's a terrible Elway. executive. John El. That's false. John- oh yeah, because they're so good. They won a championship. Yeah, they're terrible. Not Peyton Manning wanted to go there. Not only did he bring Peyton Manning in, but he built a great defense. Like, he built that defense. They're terrible. You're allowed to have a bad year after he that. stinks. Okay, very good. I had I had a train of thought. Soft. I, I was all riled up to go, and I lost my train of thought. I don't know who there. I hate more, John Elway or LeBron. Oh. <coughs> I hate them both. Pardon me. I, uh, I smoked uh, 15 cigarettes. LeBron's the worst, too. I don't want to talk about LeBron. Okay. What I do want to say is that Eli Manning, I don't know what his quarterback rating is. I think John Elway's like 79 yeah. in his career. Well, That's bad. He, they both have about, they almost, I think Elway has maybe four more interceptions. Uh, Eli has a couple more touchdowns. Obviously, John played more years than Eli has played so far. They have about the same, like their numbers are virtually the same. The biggest difference is John Elway ran for like 2,000 yards in his career and Eli ran for two. That's that's a that's a that's a major difference, but um, Eli Manning never got his ass handed to him by the '89 49ers. By the way, really good football team, but they obliterated poor John Elway, as did the uh, Denver or the Washington Redskins when they scored like 35 points in the second quarter of that Super Bowl against John Elway. Would you shut up? Let's go to Ryan in Pittsburgh. Ryan, next I know, up. You had a caller. Sorry, on the Crowley Show. Hello. How's it going, guys? I don't know. <sighs> you don't know? Okay, Crowley. There's yep. a reason why I listen to you, my friend. New England are cheaters. Yeah. Cheating right now as we speak. They're brewing <laughs> a, a plan, a scheme. Who knows what it is? Just because they didn't get caught doesn't mean they're not cheating. They're cheating right now. Probably. They're probably listening to this radio show. And, in fact, and thank you for the call, Ryan. We do have to run. This brings up a great story. Did Dale tell this story at all this week? Where we were doing the pregame oh, yeah, when show. Did the pre-game this is got unbelievable. The wrong stuff we were doing the pregame show. Lolly was in New England. Benzie and I were back in the DVE studios. And for like five seconds, when we were talking about how the Patriots pipe in crowd noise and bizarre things and static into the headsets of the coaches, at that exact second, Dale Lolly. Had the Patriots pregame in his ear, jacked up to a thousand. At that exact second, and we could hear it through the microphone. So they were listening to us, or it was a total coincidence. Sure. Hey, you know what? If you know, why even play the games? They're cheaters. You're better than them anyway. Who cares? No. Let's not even play the game Sunday. 
No, I mean, you have to win despite anything. I mean, that's the game, but you'd like it to be an even playing field. In fact, the Steelers should take a little page out of their book. In fact, Slack, when we're done here, you want to go, uh, we'll drive to their hotel, and we'll pull the fire alarm, and hopefully uh, the Steelers' sound people can pipe some garbage into their ears. In fact, I'll volunteer right now. Why not pipe the Crowley show into their How ears? How about this? How about this? Let's go to their hotel, all all 17 listeners of the Adam Crowley show yep. right now. Let's go to their hotel and let's sing Renegade in the uh, in the hallways of the hotel. Let's just sing Renegade for like 12 hours straight. Joe, can you uh, get Renegade going here, please? And when you do, uh, Slack and I are going to sing along. We are. we got to fire Pittsburgh up, man. Yeah. It's incumbent upon us because it was supposed to be pursued. At, did he even work today? No. Did he work yesterday? No. Guy's probably still hammered from the Christmas party. It's Definitely. usually Pursuta who fires people up, and Pursuta is persona non grata right now. What's that mean? I don't know. I heard someone else say it today, and I figured I'd throw it back into the conversation.